I forgot how it started. Hey, it's the Pizza Party Podcast by Rebel Taxi. I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you, people? I would just like to point out to everybody that the very second before he recorded, he said, I forgot how to start this. I didn't He know- did! <laughs> he did! I forgot how to... I forgot the intro. It's been like two weeks, okay? It's been a while. You did it for like five years. How do you forget? I'm I'm Three not years. I'm not into it. I'm like I'm I was on vacation recently. Well, not vacation. I was just like not feeling it. I was sick. But anyway, <laughs> I'm back making. We videos. all heard it. His passion's gone. No, it's all done. I was Dried sick. Of <laughs> Loki, I was almost finished. Issue three. It's almost finished. But anyway, I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you, people? Who am I? Yeah. Who are you? Okay. Mm, what, an, what, an, what an interesting question. Who am I? <laughs> Where do I start in the life of Nolan B? What what chronicle shall I tell from my past? <laughs> Who am I starring Jackie Chan? Not released 1998. Isn't there, isn't there a song called Who Am I? There's a lot of songs that are n- named after a lot of things. So, you know, that's you know, that, that ain't so special. I could, I could say the word... Uh, I'm looking at my script, Holiday. That's a song somewhere for Green Day, you know? How about Beef Queef? I'm sure that's a song by some ironic hipster band or some edgy punk band, you know? It just sounds like a band title. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Pan Pizza. Who is this? Who's this lady? Uh, hi. I'm, e- uh, I'm Katrin Snodgrass. Uh-huh. What, uh, what you do? That was so great. I don't do anything, man. No. <laughs> um, I, uh... I'm an artist, um, but uh, my day job is I'm the digital production assistant on Ben 10 at Cartoon Network. Ooh, the original Ben 10. I love the original Ben 10. God. And you're an I, I was uh, 15, so that would have been child labor. So Shit. no, not the original. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe Cartoon Network hired a 15 year old to do these jobs on the original Ben 10. That's so sad. <laughs> so tragic. I'm sorry for you. Yeah. So sad that you worked on the original Ben 10, you know, the classic. Yeah. But no, she works. She doesn't work on the old Ben 10. She works on the current Ben 10, the reboot, the 2016, is it? 2017? Yeah, I mean, it started production in 2016. So. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, that's it. The views of Katrin are of her own and do not reflect Cartoon Network. What exactly is a production assistant? Well, I'm a digital production assistant. So, um, the, basically what I do is, um, when the voices have been recorded and the storyboards have been boarded, I uh, take all of the images and the audio and I build an animatic in a rough sense of the world. I basically just kind of line everything up together. Essentially on video editing software? Yeah, we use Premiere. And then uh, I give it to our editor and then she goes in and she edits it and makes it like work and timing and stuff. And then when she's done, she gives it back to me and I go back through the storyboard. And usually she sits down with our director and our showrunner while she's editing so if there's any like revisions or things that like need to change like they give me all of those images and i also make sure that like everything ends up in the storyboard before we ship mm-hmm. it off to korea to get animated mm-hmm. so like we don't screw anything up and <laughs> yeah not send it overseas or something because uh whenever i watched the cartoon i used to wonder like how do they know how to an- how much to animate but I realize with your job, essentially, you have to time everything, how the storyboards move move along, and you time it to the voices. Yeah, and then like once I'm done, we give it to our timing editor, and they actually use X sheets, mm-hmm. and they time everything in X sheets because everything's still animated on paper overseas. So yeah. 
they um, basically have to they go through the X sheets and they go by that for the timing of the animation. Yeah, basically, if you ever watch like a a DVD bonus features or like the storyboards and has audio playing underneath, like I assume that's what you sort of do. Yeah, like I, I kind of help like put all that together. Yeah, stuff. something like that. It's, it's like an assistant level of that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you do. <laughs> But mm-hmm. were you a big fan of Ben 10 or no? So I interned on, um, I interned when uh, Ben 10 Ultimate, it was Ben 10 Alien Force was ending and Ultimate Alien was starting up. Um, so we were like getting animation back overseas for um, Alien Force and we were uh, starting um, boarding on Ultimate Alien. And I wasn't really into it when I was younger because I was like, like I said, I was 15 when the show was airing. So like I was a little too old for the target audience of Ben 10 and also like, there wasn't any character that I like really related to in the original series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't that into it, but when I got on later, uh, as an intern, I went back and I watched what it aired and I really liked, um, the later series. And then I really love Omniverse. So I actually watched cause Omniverse came after me. I actually did interview for a position on Omniverse. Um, but I didn't end up getting it. Um, but, uh, I had gone through and watched that and I like love Omniverse. So I would say like I became a fan because I worked on it. <laughs> Also, Omniverse is great. I, I love Omniverse as well. So like, I'm like, ah, let's talk about Omniverse. It was just like the weird black sheep that everyone just like, what is this? Why is the style so different? Yeah, I um, think it's because it changed. People had a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah, for me for me personally, um, this was back during the Symbiotic Titan cancellation. Take a shot, guys. <sighs> and I remember everybody in my Facebook group was like, this looks exactly like Symbiotic Titan, even though it really didn't. No. But, you know. That's awful. That's dumb. Yeah, I was interning when Symbiotic Titan was uh, still being made. Oh, wow. Sad. And yet you watched it die, you bitch. Yep, it's all my fault. Whoa. It's all my fault. <laughs> I'm Katrin's, the reason. It's Katrin's fault, everybody. Hashtag Occupy Katrin's house. <laughs> I'll never forget the day I went my first year at Comic-Con, I think 2011 Comic-Con, going to a regular show panel, accidentally sitting right next to like storyboard artists for a regular show and problem solvers and one of them telling like I asked one of them like hey so what, what's the deal with symbiotic titan and some lady who storyboards for a regular show uh says oh that's never coming back <laughs> what we don't know is that lady was actually Katrin oh yep. are like a, a prequel starting to fill together thanks a lot an expanded universe you were there from the start it's like Tim um you know, uh, Timon and Pumbaa, Lion King, one and a half, the best Disney sequel Disney ever made. Besides, it's Katrin, one and a half. Be, besides uh, <laughs> the rescuers down under, of My course. origin story is like... Yeah. You were, you, you were there all along, just in the background where no one would know, but you were there. Up until uh, up until now, that, that flashback was always shot to where her head wasn't shown. <sighs> the, and, and now we went back, Pan looks slightly older... And it's shot with our new guest star. Yeah. Now now it's shot in like 16 by 9 resolution. Much better video quality than it was before. So things look a little off. But it's, you get the idea. But Katrin, so that's, didn't, wait, didn't you also have something to do with like a a Generator X? Yes, I interned. So um, back, I have kind of like a funny like internship story just because like I was an intern when things like really changed. So when I was interning on Ben 10, um, Cartoon Network had unpaid interns. And because of that, they tended to take almost anyone who had like decent grades, who was like local, who applied. So I got in, like no problem. And we had about, there was about, like one of my friends who was like in the class above me was an intern on Ben 10 with me. And like, there was probably like five or six of us, but we like had different schedules. So they basically had like a full-time employee there all the time, but we were only there for like a couple hours a week. Uh-huh. 
And um, uh, this is like, uh, I think it was the movie Black Swan. But what had happened was, is they had unpaid interns and then they had promised all their unpaid interns they would hire them. And uh, that was when like the economy crashed and then like movies, you know, not, you know, people weren't hiring in a lot of studios. So they ended up not being able to hire these unpaid interns. And I think one of their parents was like a lawyer or something and they ended up suing. I can't even remember, was it Fox or whatever company made Black Swan? And then there's a, ended up being a law that was passed that summer. So I actually left Ben 10, like Cartoon Network. I studied abroad in Japan that summer. And when I came back, this law had passed that basically said anybody who touches any production in any way at all has to be paid. So, mm. because you can't always, because like, unless you're just sitting there, like taking a class from everybody, like working there, like you're going to work on the show in some capacity. You're going to affect it in some capacity. So they ended up paying us. And so I applied again. And because I had done such a good job the first time, they wanted to bring me back. And um, they asked me if I wanted to go back on Ben 10. And I was like, well, I love Ben 10, but I kind of want to go on a different action show. And Generator X was the only one at the time because I wanted to like meet more people, but I wanted to do action. So I was like, I'll do Generator X. And then HR goes, oh, by the way, you're getting paid this time. And I was like, yes. <laughs> but then it was like, I had a t like, I was like, working and then it went from having like six interns on a show to like one intern on a show hmm. and like they put you to work like they like i was every time i was there they were like here's a bunch of assignments to do because that show was huge and they needed all the help they could get yeah. but it was awesome i loved i learned a lot of what i do now working hmm. on generator x but yeah. do you have any insider info on generator x do you have any uh fun stories or anything of the sort insider info i'm trying to think because like i mean i mean mainly uh so I guess, like, the only, like, fun, I guess, kind of interesting thing about Generator Rex is because it was such, like, a labor of love in terms of, like, artistic direction. Mm -hmm. um, so Nolan Obena, who is the art director on uh, Generator Rex, he's uh, also the art director on our show. I remember when I was an intern, um, so they would do, like, these, they had, like, the most gorgeous, they, I think they won a bunch of Emmys, actually, for their backgrounds because they had these beautiful backgrounds. And, like, part of my job when I was an intern was, so they would have, like, the storyboard, and then Nolan would be like, okay, Katrin, go through all the designs and try to find like reuse backgrounds. So we don't have to paint or design another background. <laughs> and I would like go through and I would find like the location and like, it would always be like the angle would be slightly off and I'd show it to him and he'd be like, no, we have to redesign it. Oh man. So like that show was like, like it was intense. Like that show was like gorgeous looking, but like they really like did like 110% for those backgrounds. Jeez. Um, so, but like you can really tell, it looks amazing. Generator X. Mm -hmm. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you know anything about the third season? Because every that's a point of contention with fucking everyone. What? Uh, what about it? It was just like super fillery, and they um the last few episodes were only plot related. Like they had an episode where they go to a go to a a soap opera studio. Oh yeah, I remember that. That's just funny. I like that episode. <laughs> Sorry. I was just curious if there was like any particular reason why they um they like kind of like it was so um backloaded at the end with plot. I mean, I don't know because back so Man of Action wasn't in house back then. They're in house now. Like they're with like they're at the studio all the time. I know them all. I see them all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I was an intern, they were like never there. So I think because it was script driven and not outline driven they would write the scripts and then they would just bring it in. So in terms of like the writing process, I know nothing about it in terms okay. of that. Like I only know about the art production on Generator X because it was all script driven. So it 
wasn't like the board artists or although I know um, uh, um, uh, Eugene Lee, who's now a director on Voltron, and he was a board artist on Generator Rex. He actually did write a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so he did get to write a few episodes, but like, yeah. um, but for the most part, I think like the writing was done like offsite. So mm-hmm. I, I had no, I don't have any insider information on that. <laughs> Uh, how about the uh, Ben 10 crossover? Like, how did that come to be? Was it like the Ben, t- the Generator X people were like, hey, we want to do this? Uh, was it Cartoon Network? Do you know anything about that? That was after my time. Okay. But, um, but I, I feel like it was a surprising amalgamation of people who worked on it because one of my friends who was a character designer on um, Ben 10, Stephen Choi, he was working on it and I ran into him. I think I ran into him because I was like, I either had a job interview or I was just going to get lunch. I was at the studio for some reason. And, um, and I ran into him and he was like, uh, I'm working on the crossover episode. And I was like, there's going to be a crossover episode. That's awesome. And then that was all, <laughs> that's oh, all I know about it. Like, damn. I don't have any, yeah. A lot of this was like, cause like, especially too, when you're an intern, like you're not really privy to a lot of insider information unless you're like really hanging out with like everyone on the crew all the time. And <laughs> like, you know, you're an intern, so you're still like a student. You're like a kid. <laughs> this reminds me, like, a uh, 2011 Comic Con, I went to the uh, Ben 10 and Generator Rex panel, which they had this humongous room. Although uh, the problem with Comic Con is that mostly teens go to these things, not kids. So the, yeah. the room was like one tenth filled and it was kind of sad but anyway so I, I go up to ask a question no some kid went up to ask a question and he said that the, the kid said will Gwen and uh, Kevin be in the Benton Generator Rex crossover and I just had to see uh, some creator of Benton or whatever just say no sorry they're not going to be in it and just crush that child's dreams right in front of them I, uh, they they were in for a split second when Ben is like talking about his world. He's like, I have friends on my world, and then they just kind of pose there. And oh. Yeah, it's like a static image. Oh. Also, at this Generator X panel, like I went up to ask a question. Like there, there was adults there. There was like some some teenager dressed as Ben as a Generator X. So you know, I wasn't the only man child there. Anyway, oh cool. So I asked, like, hey, since uh, Generator Rex can transform his fleshy body into like these robotic arms, sometimes like his robotic arms get like shattered to pieces and they fall to the ground. Like, do these shattered pieces? the shattered robot pieces, do they just turn back into human flesh chunks? Ew. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> what was the answer? No, because they're nanites. The yeah. nanites just break apart. Yeah, they, they, they just said that they're nanites. They're just, they just become loose nanites and they just dissolve into the air. That's a that's a pussy response. I demand like the no, flesh. But, but, the thing is, is, but the thing is, is his arms aren't transforming though. That's not what his power is. He's not transforming his body. He's uh. controlling the nanites around him. Ah, I see. Yeah, at least that's my understanding of it. I might be wrong. I mean, I'm not like a creator on the show. No, I'm also just I think but... I think it's that the nanites in his body would reproduce and form these parts, and then etc. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, like I don't think it's his skin turning into the things. He's producing them. You know, like yeah, um, yeah. that's not as fun. But while we're on the subject of Generator X, I might have mentioned this very briefly on an earlier podcast, but this is something that, like, is creepypasta level weird for me. (laughs) I went on this, like, foreign website, and it turns out it was, like, an alternate reality game website for Generator X, where you could watch videos of 
actual uh, nanite um, mutations. There was this one um, candid camera thing where this kid is filming on his phone and then he, uh, it films his mom transforming into an Evo. And they interviewed Agent Six and Dr. Uh, what's her name? Dr. Holiday. Holiday. Dr. Holiday. And there was also a scene where you see Rex and he's in this t- uh, medical room and he's really bored and they're waiting for him to test his power. So he transforms his arms and he smashes a desk and flings it away and he walks to the camera and he goes, now can we get pizza? That's from an episode. Is that huh? from an episode? No, no, this was live action, right? Yeah, this was live action and it was online and it was this huge. And I got, I remember I got a, a, a an official, uh, um, Providence certificate. So I'm I'm an official Providence member Yay. now. I just I just don't know where it is anymore. Oh, oh great! Cool. Now you can't enter the Providence building, which is now a shack somewhere in the middle of yeah. Arkansas somewhere. Yeah, I, I know. This, I, if somebody can help me find this website I, again, I don't know if it's defunct or if it was archived hmm. somewhere. Years ago, I, I remember someone linking it to me, but who knows if it's still up? They also did the same for Secret Saturdays, where they would show like creepy footage of just like these uh, cryptids. Uh, walking through the environments. Who knows? Which, that's by like... the way, Omniverse crossed over with Secret Saturdays. Yeah. Also, Cow and Chicken. I... <laughs> and I actually, Cow and yeah. Chicken. Yes. The Cow and Chicken one is great. Um, no, the Secret Saturdays, this is funny. I, so, like I, like I said, I watched Omniverse because of, you know, my job. I hadn't watched it. And um, I had no idea what Secret Saturdays was, and I had to look it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, why are they acting like these characters are like, I was very confused when I watched Omniverse. I was like, because I, I think that was like a time, there was just like a time period when I was in college where I like, I, I, like I just wasn't watching TV because I had, I had college things to worry about. And I was just like, oh shit, like there's this whole other show that we're crossing over with apparently. That's cool. So that's a show that you kind of just like got brushed aside, Secret Saturdays. I did go back and watch a couple episodes of it. And I think it was really it had a really cool idea, but I didn't like the art style. And it's funny because in Omniverse, it looks so good. Hmm. I was like, man, if only it looked like how it looked in Omniverse, because that would have been like a really... Well, I, I kind of like the uh, thick outline. Oh, I love any thick outline style. It looked fine. I wasn't the thick outlines that bothered me. I think it was more that the animation just looked really stiff. Hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like 2010 Cartoon Network, so... You yeah. Know. Yeah. So, Speaking of Omniverse's art style, the uh, Derek J. Wyatt um, aesthetic, mm-hmm. I think both Omniverse and like Transformers Animated are both shows that were, when announced and shown, a lot of people didn't like. But now that they're over, everyone seems to remember them very fondly. <laughs> That's the nostalgia talking. Don't let it fool you. No, no, no. Like, like for example, like uh, people hated Omniverse when it first, you know, because it's an art style change. It wasn't mm-hmm. boring and static and dull as like on the, uh, the other show the other ben 10 uh alien force and ultimate alien mm-hmm. it was lively again but that also made it look younger and so a lot of people are like well ben looks younger than the other series and it's like it's just an art style change you know like he, he's still older you know it apparently yeah. like, confused a lot of people but uh omniverse was just a, it brought a lot of life back into ben 10 yeah, I think yeah. I, the thing about ben 10 and like this is like just my feeling on it is like, i think ben 10 is always best when it's slightly aware of what it is because as much as i do love like you know dwayne mcduffie was a a genius and you know he you know created some of the cool stuff but um it ben 10 got very serious and like like i still like freak out like i still like can't believe ben got shot in an episode and it was like played straight yeah there's an episode of um 
it's either an alien force or ultimate alien where Ben gets shot in the arm with a gun and yeah, like I, with a gun by this Captain Kangaroo or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> well, he was just pull, he just pulled out a gun. And was like I had enough, Ben Ted. I'm not going to use any fucking mutated animals. I'm going to just fucking no, shoot you with a gun. Well, well, first of all, Captain Ka- Captain Kangaroo. I don't think it was his name. Shit. Uh, but he, <laughs> it wasn't he was, his name. He was, no, that, 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 <laughs> but you know who I'm talking. What? Doctor Animal. No, 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 no. Captain, the, the, the kangaroo guy I, is from the original yeah, series. I remember, yeah. He's an actor. He was yeah, like some it, fucking... Adam West. Yeah. Was he played by Adam West? I mean, like, it's an Adam West-like role, you know, uh, it's a whole yeah, parody. Yeah. So, basically... And then <laughs> they, they brought him back in, um, in Ultimate Alien, I think, as, like, a, like that the events from the original Ben 10 made him into a bigger villain or something. Shit. He, like, because because he loses his fame because he's like cheating or something he's doing something like shady but like not evil and like ben exposes it in the original series i can't really remember what it was but because of that his his downfall he like becomes actually straight up evil and then for some reason this like actress who like had been into ben at one point like she like has now fallen in love with this so she's like probably late teens early 20s and this dude's like 60 or something oh, and she falls in love with him totally has like stockholm syndrome and she breaks him out of jail and then ben finds out that he broke out of jail and he goes to like stop him and then he finds her with her and he thinks that she's been kidnapped and then he realizes she's on his side and then he shoots him in the arm and then he like blacks it out and then the next shot is like gwen driving and she's like i took you to the hospital you got shot and he's like in a sling and then he like turns into aliens and every time he turns into an alien in the episode the alien is also has a messed up arm oh. which really which really bothers me because this is my stupid like ben, this is me being a ben 10 fan and being like this doesn't make sense ben turns into swamp fire in that episode and Swampfire, like Wild Vine, can cut off his limbs and regrow them. For some reason, I'm like, <laughs> if, he, if he hurt his arm, couldn't he just turn into Swampfire, chop off his arm, his arm would grow back, he turned back into normal Ben, and then his arm would be healed. Oh. But for some reason, in the episode, he's like still injured the whole time. And like the whole episode's like lesson is like, you can't help people who don't want to help themselves. And it was like very, I don't know, I, I always call it the Gone Girl episode because she like Gone Girls herself and it's like super weird. What, what oh, okay, okay, so, so some corrections here. So the guy's name, real name is Kane North. So Adam West parody uh. there. Um, <laughs> Captain Kangaroo is actually a character from like a 80s show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Kangaroo Commando is That's the guy's a, name. I was close. I knew it was a kangaroo. Uh, and uh, I, I'm only seeing appearances on the Ben 10 wiki for the original show and Omniverse. Hmm. It wasn't a non- maybe it was a different character. It might have been a different character from that episode then because like let me see like Ben Ten gets shot. Because <laughs> apparently in Omniverse he teamed up with Billing Billions. Uh, yeah, really. Great. Imagine fucking Adam West pulling out a Glock and just fucking shooting you in the arm. It, it might not have been him then. It might have because in that episode there were other like old timey like type heroes that were were in the episode with him. But hmm. yeah. If I find it, I'll like I'll send it to you guys because I think about it a lot. It's like one of those things I think about a lot. <laughs> I'm oh just like, man, I can't I, believe this happened. You just pulled out I a love, fucking Glock. I love how uh, Chris Pratt was in the fucking show. What? Oh, Chris Pratt predicted himself in because he plays uh, Cooper, and Cooper's like chubby and like, like you know, and then he comes back super hot, and Chris Pratt is playing him. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> was Chris Pratt like, flood, flood Oh wait, 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 wait! Is Chris who's Chris Pratt again from? Uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, I, 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 I was thinking of Chris Pine. Never mind. And and uh, and uh, what should I call it? Um, yeah, Parks yeah. Recreation. I, I get these yeah, Chris's confused. 
The episode's called was... Catch a Falling Star. <laughs> the one where they, he gets shot? Yeah. Oh. Okay. It's like the episode of Static Shock where um, that one kid shoots Richie. What's that? A gun. Okay, put it down. That's not funny. Lots of things aren't funny. Breaking my computer wasn't funny. Shoving me in the locker wasn't funny. Jimmy, you're right. I- I'm sorry, man. No, you're not. Jimmy, don't. He's not worth it. She's right, man. You're all upset about this now, but next week, it won't even matter. Don't mess up your whole life over this. Get him! This hurts way more than it does in the movie. Yeah, yeah, like Richie gets shot in the leg and he said, Ow, this hurts. It's not like it doesn't. It's not like how it is on TV. Ow. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the villain of the episode is Captain Nemesis. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but in the episode, he's typically named Overlord. <laughs> oh, that's guy. Oh, I remember. <laughs> That guy's trying to compensate. Like, I totally get why you mixed up, because they are essentially the same character design. Did Richie deserve to get shot? I don't remember what, him getting shot. He's gay, so yes. <laughs> well, okay, Nolan's gay also, so it's okay for him to say that. He, he's a self-hating gay. No, but um, I was going to say... Is Richie gay, though? Yeah. It's one of those, like, we couldn't say in the show, but he was, you know. Yeah. Richie's based off two characters from the comic, and one of the characters is gay. Um, and so, like, it, he's got the personality of one, the gay character, and then he has the appearance of the other. Hmm. And so uh, I think the showrunner or maybe Dwayne mentioned it on, a like, a question website. But if they could, Richie would probably end up being gay, yes. So bring back Static Shock and Cartoon Network because... <laughs> Static Shock is dead because... Um, no one wants to work on it because it's like jointly owned with someone. Oh yeah, yeah, it's kind of a weird legal thing. It's it's isn't it jointly owned by Dwayne McDuffie who is now dead? Um, I his wife. Yeah, hmm. but like they don't like completely own it, so it's just one of those things where it, it, mm. they don't want to use the character because they would have to like split profits. Well, he's, and all he showed stuff. up in Young Justice. Yeah, but yeah. I think that might have been just Greg Wiseman being really passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was really excited when him and like the Blue Beetle showed up at the end of the Young Justice. Oh, I'm so excited for Young Justice to come yeah. back. Anyways. I was kind of oh, in. <laughs> I was really hoping like uh, I don't know at one point Static Shock would appear on the Teen Titans or uh, Teen Titans Go at least, but no, mm-hmm. that never happened. Because like Static Shock is such a cool character. Like yeah. he is DC's version of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And Pretty much. I love him, and I want him to be in everything. Like because I grew up with Static Shock, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very nostalgic for it, and just like yeah, finding same. out mm. all these like red tape and such prevents it. Just is super, super sad. Yeah, damn. I feel like they'll eventually like whenever they run out of ideas of things to make, they'll eventually go back to it though. Because I yeah. mean, all that red tape was like stopping Spider-Man from being in the Avengers, and now he's in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So I feel like red tape doesn't always mean never. It just means wait and see. Well, yeah. well with the spot. With the Spider-Man thing, Sony was just doing so poorly with the brand. They That's were just true. like, okay, fuck it, you guys do it. But also, Spider-Man is such a name brand thing. That's true. And not, like, I mean, Static Shock is obviously known by us, but it's nowhere near one of the yeah, biggest I, superheroes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, Spider-Man yeah. is guaranteed money. Yeah. That, that and also, uh, 
but there um Mar- sony is thinking well w- well we only have a three movie deal with marvel and we might not even renew it and it's just mm-hmm. what what are you thinking just dumb fucks hmm. it's kind of it kind of disappoints me that like dc and like warner brothers didn't decide to go the route that like marvel had done by picking like lesser known superheroes to like make some of their movies off of they'd made you know jonah I mean? hex jonah hex yeah. would be great <laughs> they did make um, that it sucked it had megan fox no i mean like Recently? Yeah, it happened like uh, 2009. That's not recent. recent. Okay, well, still, that's pretty recent. It's not like Catwoman levels. I more more meant like when DC like restarted recently with like the new Superman and stuff. Like it would have been kind of cool if they had picked some like lesser known, like a Booster Gold movie or something. That'd be cool, Booster Gold, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like if they decided to pick like lesser known superheroes in the DC universe and like hint that the other heroes are around because like, Batman and Superman are such big names. Like people, of course, are gonna like know who they are. Yeah. Because I think that would have been cool. Because I like that. Because like, I wasn't. I didn't really know that much about Iron Man. Like when Iron Man came out. No one you know did. what I mean? Like no one did. Yeah. Yeah. No one did. And like they, that was brilliant that they did that. But DC's always like really scared to not use like the name recognition of their heroes. And I think that's unfortunate because DC has a lot of really cool B heroes. Like yeah. I. That I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it's, I guess Suicide Squad would be the closest to that. Yeah. yeah. But... Yet they still fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, they tried. I would like a Green Arrow movie. That'd be cool. Yeah. Fucking. Hey, Wonder right. Woman. That's related. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it did really well. You guys. Okay, so did anyone else see Wonder Woman? I'm assuming not, but I saw it. I saw a superhero movie. Which one was we'll it? We'll talk about that in a moment. No, Captain not. Underpants, guys. Look, I just want to say that Wonder Woman, it's like DC, didn't fuck it up. You know, it's now they got a really, really, really good superhero movie, and it's like it's basically Wonder Woman is basically everything I wanted Superman to be. All this optimistic, heroic stuff, like that's what Superman should have been. But no, so Wonder Woman had to fix that. So yeah, that was a great movie. There's this image from one of the comics of Wonder Woman carrying Batman and Superman and the word bubble just says, I got this. Yeah. And it feels like the perfect like, image for the cinematic universe. Sums it up. Because they... <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see it. I uh, I didn't get the chance this weekend. I did see the Clarence uh, mini series this weekend in uh, theaters because we got to rent out an AMC and I got to watch it with the Clarence crew. Oh, that's cool. The, uh, the one where they're in like a storm... Mm-hmm. It's a, a stormy sleepover. Yeah, Clarence's stormy sleepover. It's it was really funny. Yeah, we had a really sp- good. the writer and voice Spencer Rothbell on the podcast a few weeks ago, and uh, he was telling us that there was a, a canceled episode about a tornado. But like, I, I saw this preview for this hurricane episode. Is like, yeah. is it the same thing? And Spencer just says, Nah, it's just it's the hurricane. It's different. Yeah, this episode is apparently they wanted cart- um, from. This is like all hearsay from other people, so take it with a grain of salt. But because uh, I don't work on that show, uh, but uh, I guess like originally they wanted to do like a summer camp episode. Mm-hmm. Like our, the studio wanted like a mini series about summer camp, and instead they were like, "Let's do this instead." And so they did it, and it's really funny. I don't know. I I, I Clarence has like a very special place in my heart just because I I love it. Like hits me right in like the like feeling of like when I was a kid and like just going out and playing with people. Yeah. Like it does a really good job of capturing that and so yeah like this episode was this miniseries was like super funny and did like mm-hmm. a great job oh, that'll... See, i hadn't seen clarence up until the podcast we had with the writer and voice actor so i went back and watched it and like i really enjoyed myself i 
don't know why I was just turned off of it before, art style-wise, I guess. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I just never had interest. And then after watching a couple episodes on YouTube, I um, I was like, oh, wow, this is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah, it's really funny. And also, like, everyone who works on that show, so we used to share a floor with them. And when I first started on Ben 10, like, I started, like, on the beginning, so we didn't have, like, a lot of people yet. So I ended up hanging out with a lot of people on the Clarence crew because they were, like, right there. And, like, they're, like, the nicest bunch of people. Like, I, I, I hope to someday work on a show with, like, amazing, like, not that I, I mean, I love our crew. Our crew is great. But their crew is, like, a family. Like, they're super tight. And I was just, like, man, like, I would love to, like, work on something like this someday. Like, and, like, have this sort of camaraderie because they just, they're all, like, you know, they're, they're just, like, a great bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Are the people you I'm cur- sad that they're not there. Are the people you currently <laughs> work with are a bunch of assholes or what? No. <laughs> I love I, that's not what I mean. Uh, it, it's hard to. Well, they also had been together for a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we we haven't, and also like I feel like on our show we've like we work a lot, like we hit the ground running a lot, um, and uh, like I don't know. I feel like I'm always busy. Like I do socialize with my. I, like I'm friends with a lot of people on our crew. Our crew is really tight too. I don't know why I'm saying this. I guess it's because like they like, um, they also like kind of like adopted us into like their friendship circle. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Our crew is also very tight. Although lately, a lot of people are on hiatus because, like, we're you know switching seasons and stuff. Yeah. So it's like um, we're we're missing people. So it's like been really quiet lately. Mm. I'm like, where is everyone? You guys want to get into the news, which is Captain Underpants? Sure. Yeah. By the way, the next video is going to be top five current cartoons. You know, stuff like Villainous. Uh, this thing called Buddy It's Understruck which I really love it's on Netflix it's this stop motion show produced by Robot Chicken except it's a kid's show it's not vulgar it's just freaking crazy it feels like if the show, if the movie Talladega Nights the Ballad of Ricky Bobby got a show it's it's hilarious uh, Buddy Thunderstruck on Netflix but yeah let's get into Captain Underpants cause Nolan you saw it what? hold on huh. you forgot the most important news of them all what? Oreo O's are coming back. Oreo O's are coming back. The cereal of Oreos. Holy shit! <laughs> From the two thousands. That got discontinued. Yeah. Where yeah. have you been? Have you never been to a supermarket? Um, I eat cereal with a normal amount of sugar in it. Oh, I see. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I, I eat raisin bran. Shut the fuck up. I like the little raisins and I like the little oh. marshmallow chunks. Oh. While, while we're on the subject of raisins, um, I had a uh, conversation on my way to the Captain Underpants movie with my friend Spo, and he argued that chocolate-covered raisins are candy, and I said, no, they're not. They're just raisins covered in chocolate. That doesn't make it a candy because the base is still a fruit. <laughs> so I want to ask everybody here and in the comments, are chocolate-covered raisins candy? Yes or no? And explain your reasoning below. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. It's just like chocolate automatically makes stuff candy. I mean, like, no. Um, straw, straw. But if you covered a Cheeto in candy, would it be candy? No, it wouldn't. I mean, so it's, why? Oh, would it... Wait, 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 wait. Because uh, I get what? What is the definition of candy? Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, strawberry covered in chocolate is—I wouldn't consider that a candy. It's still okay. a snack. I mean, so I, far, no, it's okay. all hey, junk guys, food. Guys. Oh, oh! I have an answer. I have an answer, and it does answer your question, Nolan. Hmm. Sorry. Um, a candy noun: a sweet food made with sugar or syrup combined with fruit, chocolate, or nuts. Son of a bitch! Damn, it's candy. Yeah, it is candy. Shit. So I guess chocolate strawberries are candy. Yeah, so if you combine the two. Hmm. 
it wow. then becomes candy. Eat shit. Well, no. That, but that makes me wonder though: is yogurt covered raisins considered candy? Because yogurt is not candy, and raisins is not candy. I would count as candy. I, I, it's in the candy aisle. Yeah, I would probably too. All right, not. new co- new comment meme. Everybody say, "Go fuck yourself, Spo." Go fuck yourself, <laughs> Spo. Spo. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, real quick. I just want to say. Nolan has been so excited about talking about Captain Underpants, and this is how you, like, derail yourself? Yes. Yeah, fuck that. This you were so important. excited to talk about it. This, this is more about important, Izzy. Good. Settle the score. <laughs> anyway, back to Captain Underpants. Yeah, how it was, was it? Best, it was the best movie i ever seen, and everybody on Tumblr is already making it One Slur 2.0, and I want to die. Ah, uh, Villainous is, tumble, is a One Slur 2.0. Wait, who, wait what's One Slur 2.0 of, of Captain Underpants? Uh, okay, um, I'll explain um, with backstory. So, oh. back when uh, Illumination made the Lorax in 2012, was it? Yeah, I, I know what the Onceler is. I'm just confused as to not not everyone no, in the no, audience knows. So you know, uh, okay. no, no, no. Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about the character. I'm talking about the fad that happened on Tumblr. I, I know. Okay, yes. Tell us the history of this. <laughs> so, originally in the original Lorax cartoon in the book, you don't know what the Onceler looks like. He he's just kind of like a green armed guy who is just kind of like a faceless antagonist meant to represent you know just sort of this um the the vague idea of corporations and uh consumer consumerism and uh there's some term for uh, the expansion of uh like uh uh, what's the term where where industrialization i guess would be a good term i don't know so he was meant he's meant to be a, a symbol he's not meant to be a character he's meant to be a sort of symbol um in the story but Illumination is not smart enough to write a character like that for an hour and a half. So they give us this pretty boy, foppish son of a bitch, voiced by Ed Helms. And <laughs> he he uh, goes from uh, being this uh, this innocent guy who just wants to make a living in the world and prove his family wrong to uh, being this uh, green-suited bitch and uh, who sings a musical number about, how oh, how bad can I be even though I'm destroying the fucking earth? So... Um, this people on Tumblr love um, white people, like, like pretty white boys, contrary to what you would believe. And eventually, <laughs> somebody on Tumblr got got the idea. Hey, you know, the, the green suited onesler is a lot different than the onesler that was first introduced. What what if they were like two separate characters? So eventually, the onesler. Um, the, the like the pre good one slur and the I mean the pre bad one slur and the post bad one slur became separate characters on Tumblr and started interacting with each other and then they said hold the fucking phone what what if we took it a step further and so they started coming up with one slur AUs where the one slur was either a doctor or a superhero or pregnant oh. etc and there were i knew people i knew people i had friends who were in the onesler thing one of them made a blackler one of them <sighs> made a uh, a naruto onesler i think or just ran a roleplay blog with multiple onesler's on it and it just fucking got out of hand and it was insane and now come captain underpants where we have mr Krupp, this asshole principal gets hypnotized by the kids and he becomes captain underpants so, and he's also voiced by Ed Helms. And I go, I'm scrolling through the Captain Underpants <sighs> tag now. 
And I already see an AU where Captain Underpants and Mr. Krupp are interacting with each other, and also George and Harold are fucking. <sighs> Thanks, Tumblr. You've ruined everything once again. Damn, so all you gotta do is make a, a, a tall, skinny character with a top hat, and uh, you're, you're, you're set for life, or, or six months in Tumblr time, whatever. No, you just need you just need somebody um, from you just you just need a cartoon character that um, has a different form or personality trait. That's then they switch back and forth, and then yeah, uh, but they have to be voiced helps. by Ed Helms, right? They have to be voiced <laughs> by Ed Helms. Hmm. <laughs> I maybe the internet just has it real bad for Ed Helms. I don't know. Yeah. I uh, got. I don't want to think about that. Ed Helms is a fuck boy. I don't know that much about Ed Helms. Helms is personal life. So how was the movie, Nolan? It was fucking amazing. It was honestly one of the best adaptations I've ever seen. I mean, stylistically, it looks good. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, does it follow the books? Um, it actually does something that I prefer in an adaptation, where it takes elements from the source material and makes a new story with it that that fits the the medium it's yeah. supposed to make, which sense. is what an adaptation should do. But for some reason, people are up obsessed with making something that's completely one-to-one -one, but changing shit and yeah. then not satisfying anybody but dreamworks were smart with this and um it borrows elements from the first second and fourth books and then it has a bunch of references to every other book in the series mm -hmm. oh cool i'm excited the, to see it and um it, the best part is it's a self-contained story and it, it and it does the sequel hook in a very very uh you know sort of uh yeah the adventure continues type way where it's like, oh, if it didn't get a sequel, you know, it'd still be a satisfying ending. Yeah. But okay. if it did get, if it did get a sequel, you'd be like, Hey, you know, you know, it wouldn't, it would make sense. Uh, the, but yeah. because there's, because they didn't cover a lot in the source material. Cause apparently, uh, the last book, the last couple books in the series get super science fictiony and, and there's a ton of time travel and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, no. this movie, I'll go on. Isn't the movie officially called Catching Underpants the first the first epic adventure? No, it's called the first epic movie, and the reason it's called that is because the books it would be Captain Underpants or the Adventures of Captain Underpants and the it would say the first epic novel by Dave Pilkey. So yeah. and every subsequent book would be like the, the second and third, fourth epic novel by Dave Pilkey. So hmm. that was that was the idea they were going for. Yeah. And and honestly it was it was amazing. It was really good. And I and and again, I want to mention that this was um, not an in-house movie by DreamWorks. This was outsourced mm -hmm. to a Canadian animation studio. And I, if you didn't know that, you would not tell the fucking difference because they did such a good job. Yeah, I'm assuming with all the yeah. stylization, like they saved a ton of money. Like they're not trying to be over realistic and have like check out our ultra super awesome snow effects here. Also, uh, outsourcing it makes it save a lot of money, which is scary. That's what I was going to say. I was going to be like, <laughs> I think the fact that it's Canadian is what saved them a lot of money. Because I'm yeah, kind of worried. It's funny. I, like, I hope, yeah, I actually... I hope it's not oh, another that's... Sausage Party incident. But, you know, it, it has more money than Sausage Party, so I'm kind of have faith I, in it. Well, the thing that, like... I actually had a teacher from college who, like, shared an article in our, uh, like, private Facebook group, and he was basically like what is the thing that I noticed about this article? And I was basically talking about it. And everyone was like, is that it's animated in Canada? Cause like, I think that's like a big fear for oh. a lot of, I mean, not to like, you know, can, cause Canada doesn't have an animation union like we do in the U S. So, I mean, honestly, if you're working in the U S you're going to be in a better situation, like as an individual, but like, like 
it's just a little fearful too because like i know dreamworks has been like outsourcing a lot of their stuff recently mm-hmm. like to overseas studios and so it's just like a concern of like if you could do a whole production and, and like put most of it overseas it is kind of like worrisome for artists mm-hmm. here because i worked i worked for a canadian studio for a little bit when i worked for kulapari Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Netflix hired. I, fr- I can't remember what the studio's name was. To be honest, the, the studio, the, the the thing you didn't get credited on. Yeah, the thing I didn't even get credit. Oh god. Okay. Um, I don't know if I ever in, like updated this <laughs> on the podcast. So I worked a little bit. I animated on Kulapari Army of Frogs, and it uh it was Canadian project, and it was it was cool. It was like, oh hey, cool. If I animate one second, I get paid thirty five dollars Canadian. And you know, after working on like fifteen seconds worth. I find out that, okay, so the conversion rate to American basically halved it, and then I had to, like, take a third of that to taxes. And so I was working lower than minimum wage Shit. on this show that has the fucking title Army in it. So there's, like, a, like dozens of characters in each shot. And uh, and I'm like, all right, fine. You know, I did enough. I'm going to be on the credits. That's all I really wanted from this. And I go and I, I go to the episode I worked on, and I, t- find, I find out that uh, – either the studio or Netflix just took the first episode's credits and put them on every episode. So anyone that worked on episode two or later did not get credited properly. Oh, uh, and all I did was, Oh, Hey, sorry about that guys. Uh, here's a big credit list. Um, so on their website, you can go and look at the credits and apparently I did so good. I was credited twice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Damn. That's the story. Well, that sucks. On June 2nd, prepare for the amazing Captain Underpants of the sky. He's still a work in progress. Superheroes, supervillains, action, adventure, robots, dolphins, purple gorillas. Oh, oh boy. And a shrink ray. What does this button do? Oh, no. I honestly didn't think that would happen. DreamWorks Captain Underpants. So, hey. so Captain Underpants. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good movie, you know. Outsourced to Canada. You know, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure, I'm sure the Canadians were paid well. They Hopefully. were probably paid American dollar redos. Yeah, well, yeah I, I, I hope so too, because I feel like DreamWorks went. I mean, DreamWorks might try to save money on the like because Canada is just going to be cheaper in general. But I feel like they wouldn't try and screw. They wouldn't pull a sausage party. Okay. I feel like the thing is, we've already known if it was. Yeah, like, I, th- I feel true. like there would have been a big enough outcry. Mm-hmm. Hmm, yeah. yeah, no. Um, the fact that it was outsourced and made on a cheap budget, it, it's you can't tell at all. It looks great. Yeah. Looks um, now, I, I want to say... Okay. Uh, sorry, I just, I just want to throw this out because Pan said something about it being cheaper because it's stylized. And I don't know how true that is hmm. for this style of stylization, this 2D style. Where, like, everything's, like, trying to make... Because, you know, uh, with, like, Peanuts, for example, whenever the character turned its head, they clearly had to warp and change the model. So um, they most likely had blend shapes. So whenever the character turned its head, they would uh, they would have, like, two different, like, sets of models, and then it would blend into each other. Um, so in some ways, it might be more work for mm. modeling purposes. Uh, so I don't know 100% sure. I'm mm. completely unaware, but I wanted yeah. to throw that perspective out there. Okay, yeah. Well, with the with the Peanuts, it was animated um, It was animated similar to the cartoon, whereas Captain Underpants is a 3D movie that looks like a 3D movie, moves like a 3D movie, and the characters 
um, do change shapes and stuff, but I, I don't, I didn't think of, I could, I don't remember seeing anything that you describe. Hmm. Okay. Plus another thing that they could have saved on is that Dave Pilkey's <clears throat> style is lends itself to being able to recycle the same character design with minimal changes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. possibly they could have recycled the same model and just added stuff onto it. So that could have saved a lot of money too. Cause there, um, I mean, not that it was just super distracting or anything like I could tell, but I was just too enamored by how it was animated to care. But the, a lot of the faces in the movie are the same. Like George and Harold had the exact same face <laughs> and uh, they have the exact same body type. So you just, you know, and a lot of the kids do as well. So you could just um, um, you could just probably take the same base model and just change it around a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, but also uh, the thing is the cast in comparison, even including uh, background characters, is really small. It's really small. Hmm. I saw a lot of the same characters, but the movie was directed in such a way that it made sense that they were there yeah. because the movie mostly takes place in the school. So you see the same few kids and, and then a, a, a couple of other kids in like big crowd scenes. So it was never distracting. And when you went to the city, it was appropriately populated to where it was um, cost effective, but it wasn't distractingly um, barren. So mm-hmm. they they did have like looking at like I didn't pay attention to that during the movie, but in hindsight and looking back and remembering it, excuse me, they did a very very good job at uh, re- reusing assets in a way that wasn't distracting. Hmm. So uh, to reference what you're talking about, the reusing the character models, there is a uh, rig that I got to play around with when I was doing 3D animation in school called the Morpheus rig. Mm-hmm. And the big, th- it, it's like a, it's a free rig for people to use that a lot of students use because you could actually, there's sliders and such where you could basically change the character. It, like, it can look like 15 different things. Uh, let me see if I can pull up an image for you. But like, so yeah, like what a, you're saying is totally doable. Is it essentially like a character creator? Yeah, yeah. But like, you can animate it. Uh, so check this out. Uh, few I remember the Incredibles behind the scenes. They were talking about that. They had to make a yeah, bunch of so, like, uh, crowds. This uh, this right here is uh, all these things in the same rig. Hmm. I'll link to this below, but yeah, all these models were from the same uh, sliders of just like oh, interesting, adjusting the heads mm-hmm. and I assume the bodies too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Man, I know nothing about 3D. This is cool. <laughs> I'm assuming they could have done something. So I have the art book for the movie, so oh, I, uh, I I could they probably have something in there. This is the only art book for a Western movie I ever got. So, since the movie's so cheap, I'm I'm sure they'll make a sequel. I possibly. I mean, hope it, it got it. It made half its money back in the box office, but in comparison to other DreamWorks movies, it's really it's really lowballed. Well, I mean, yeah, but also mm-hmm. it's inter, you got to consider international because, like, how much will this make? I know, I know, I know, so, I know. But the thing is, I don't know how well it'll do international because I I, I, I a movie about a. a a fucking ball dude in his underwear flying around, you know, I'm, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know how other countries would react to it. Like I'm sure like, uh, uh, Austra- I don't even know if Australia would like it. Cause Australia likes to censor stuff a lot, <laughs> but I'm, I'm still up for the idea of a live action captain underpants movie starring, um, Frankie Muniz as the, one of the kids, uh, who's the guy from, Wait, what? Fat, who, who's the, the guy from big fat liar, uh, the, Marty Wolf. Paul Giamatti. I want Paul Giamatti as uh, Captain Underpants, and I just want this to be a live-action movie where everyone's just like, why the fuck did you people make this? This is just wrong. 
you know? It sounds like your version of the live action movie is just the fairly odd parents live action movie. Yeah, but this will be a lot more uncomfortable. I, I kind of just like I don't want to watch it. I just want it to exist. That way we can be like, what the fuck? There was going to be a live action movie way earlier, and Dave Pilkey wasn't certain about giving his um think um his property to the to people um to other people, and then oh, eventually DreamWorks DreamWorks came along and like he he was sold. Yeah, I, I don't know how you could have made that into a live action. Like the fact that someone considered it, some studio was like, "Yeah, this looks like a good idea. We should make this into a, a live action movie." It's, no well, it's the same thing as everything. It's like, oh, man, no, it's, this it's one live-action movie. It's a grown man in his underwear <laughs> hanging around a bunch of kids. That's not going to be as a, that's not gonna be a good live-action movie. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I'm just saying that, like, it's not that, that preposterous in the in the mindset that... Yeah, I agree. It's not a, preposterous. Like, when a studio goes, oh, hey, this, uh, this book series did really well as a live-action show or a live-action movie... Quick, let's do the same thing. I don't care what it is, just, just <laughs> put it in Greenlit. Yeah, also why we can never have a live-action Astro Boy. That's not going to fucking fly. That's just terrible. Just like Oh, oh my one. son was incinerated. Oh, yeah, that is a classic scene in the movie. The <laughs> fucking Nicolas Cage's son got fucking wrecked. In real life, though, and also in the movie. He, was, he, he played the father <laughs> Astro Boy. Oh, oh yeah. he did? I didn't even remember that. Yeah, no one remembers that movie. It was by Illumination. No, wait. What's it called? Imaji, the ones who made that Ninja Turtles thing. Oh, yeah. I remember watching that. Yeah. I remember that was on theaters. Isn't Imaji dead? Well, Imaji had a lot of these, a lot of weird plans, like a, a Legend of Zelda movie. Like, there's a teaser available online for a Zelda movie by Imaji. And also, uh, G-Force? What's that? Uh, Guardians of the Planet? What's that anime? The classic anime that looks like Voltron but isn't. When you said G-Force, I assumed you meant the guinea pig. No, 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 no. <laughs> there was another anime called G-Force, but, like, they were going to make that. There's a preview for that somewhere online. But those got never – those were never approved, and I think Emoji's just dead now. So, oh, their website's still up. Uh, well, maybe they're still around making commercials or whatever. Yeah, sad day. But, hey, we're getting closer to the Death Note movie. Uh <laughs> It's going to be so bad. I'm so excited. Oh, I was like, it's not a TV show. It's a Netflix movie. Yeah, it could be good. Yeah, it's, ne- it's going to be awful. No, don't don't, don't kid on. yourself. You know, come on. Let's just have some faith, yeah. you know? I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I can't wait. I mean, but I don't care about Death Note. There's stuff in the trailer that looks good. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm not that invested in Death Note, so I'm actually like, I don't care that much. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I never cared about Death Note, but it's like, eh. You know, it's a simple point. Wait, wait, wait. How did you not like Death Note? There's a golf girl. I didn't it. watch it. <laughs> like, I can't watch every show ever made. Well, are you going to watch there's it now girl. that you know there's a golf girl? Not really. Oh, she, I don't know. It's live action. So it was like, is this chick like 16? Hell no. What the okay, fuck? first of all, Death Note, the original show, is an anime. So it's animated. Uh-huh. Well, is the new live action <laughs> one going to have goths? Uh, like so. She looks like she's a cheerleader now. Well, f- that's even worse. <laughs> how American, how, how fucking American aesthetic can you be that they turn the goth chick from the Japanese thing into a fucking cheerleader? Are you kidding me? That's hilarious. It needs to be oh, like, 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 well, she's she, in the in the Japanese in the original. She's a pop icon, gothic Melita girl, and um, in this one, we uh, we don't know what she is, but I'm assuming in the trailer, the the goth cheerleader girl that's like smoking. Randomly, like it's such an odd cut to throw in there. I'm assuming that's Misa or Mia in the new version. <laughs> hmm. Well, I don't know. 
Uh, yeah. But, uh, hey, you want to get into some other news? Depressing news? Sure. This is CNN. I guess we should like, address some, like, terrible rumors about the Powerpuff Girls crew that happened recently. Oh, yeah, it's a bunch of... I do know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay. We don't need to cut it out. Will you get in any trouble for talking about that or no? Uh, well, I mean... I I am pretty sure that what the internet thinks is completely untrue, so I don't know if me being here is going to, like, affect the rumor mill, but, like... <laughs> okay, well, I don't want you to get in trouble, that's yeah. the thing. I, I don't think I'll get in trouble, because what the internet has said has happened is completely not what happened, but I also, like, don't really know that many people who work on Powerpuff Girls, so, because they're on a different floor. Huh. So it could be true. Oh, no. no, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, I know, well, can tell the thing, and then I'll, I'll tell you my two cents on it. Okay, so essentially what happened is uh, people started to look at the new Powerpuff Girls reboot, and there was this one character who was, who was like a love interest to Blossom, and it, there were all these weird, creepy images of them together, like him all buff and Blossom fawning over him, and one where it's like a Phantom of the Opera thing, and like Blossom's like blushing, and she, he's over her. And it's just weird. And it turns out this one character is looks very similar to one of the writers. And and it turns out this writer also worked on the episodes that he that this character was featured in. And he also voices it. And everyone started to assume this guy was creeping on Blossom and drawing himself in some sort of fantasy adventure. Which I have to dis- which like when I heard that I was like that sounds pretty weird. But it's kind of like. It's kind of normal that people insert themselves into these cartoons, you know, like yeah, like Pendleton mm-hmm. Ward's a lumpy space princess, or uh, Eileen is the voice actor of one of the storyboard artists for regular show who also came up with the character. So it's like it's kind of typical. So mm-hmm. although maybe the romance part is kind of just like a little weird, but overall, just the idea is like it's kind of normal these people insert themselves into the show. Yeah, I mean, There's I'm in an episode stories. of Ben Ten, so. Well, right now there's like two stories going on with it. Like one half is um, everyone just assumes he's the guy, you know, wrote himself into it. The other one is he wrote a character and then the design team's like, oh, hey, we'll make it look like him. And then they're like, oh, hey, we might as well, since it looks like him, let's have him voice him. And that that's like the the, the safe story, the, the one where like uh, people from the show is like, yeah, this is what's happening. I mean, that sounds... I mean, just from, like, like, so I can't speak on it because I don't work on that. I can't speak to what happened on that show because I don't work on that show and I don't know these people. But I can speak to, like, what happens on our show, which is, like, oh, hey, we're going to design this character. Because, like, I mean, I know it's pretty commonplace. Like, pretty much almost every show I think a cartoon network does this where the background characters or, like, side characters will be, like, drawn to look like someone who works on the crew just because it's, like, a funny thing to do and the character designer is, like, doing it. Mm -hmm. So it happens all the time. Like, I, like I'm, I show uh, like there's actually one of my friends is in the Ben Ten like, no two of my friends are in the Ben Ten game the mobile game are the one that's online, like their incidentals like got in the episode and then their incidentals are also like in a game you know what I mean and like <laughs> yeah. like this happens all the time and so like my thought on it is like probably they just designed a character to look like him and then whatever the process of writing the character got written that way and that's just like how it happened I can't imagine a grown professional person would have like i don't know i always hear these salacious stories about like this happened at cartridge network or other studios where like they're they're doing this and i'm always just like the truth is often way way more boring and mundane 
than what people think is happening. Yeah. And I, that's why, like, I, when I heard this story and I, like, read it, I was like, like, even when I read it initially, I was like, there's no way this is true. Because, like, just from my experience of having worked in animation, I read what, like, fans say about our show and the production of our show. And I'm always like, this is, it's, this is so not even a little bit true. And it's, the truth is boring. Like, it's not, it's not interesting. That's why, like, these rumors are interesting. That's why it gets traction on the internet. Like, the truth is often not as salacious or interesting. So, I mean, that's kind of my two cents on it. Like, like I said, I don't know what happened, but like, I very seriously doubt that this grown adult human person was like, I'm going to write a self-insert character of myself and put it into my own show. Like, that's like, I mean, that's like next level. And I'm pretty sure that like, we hire people that are like (laughs) decent, normal human beings for the most part. Like everyone I work with is really cool and nice. So I can't imagine like that being something that actually happened. Don't be surprised if or if I were to ever work on Teen Titans Go and like suddenly there was a new character, a pizza man <sighs> comes over and like is you know best friends with Raven and stuff. You know, don't be surprised if that were to happen. Yeah. Are you gonna try and break up the Beast Boy Raven ship? How dare you? Come on, Mama! Why you gotta cheat on me with the Pizza Man? So kind of similar. Uh, my friend Sam, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Elis, Alice. Um, he were, he was one of the character designers for the first season of uh, Archer, oh, and cool. so he has this role where he always makes a background character look like him. He wanted to be every show he works on. He wanted to be in it, and uh, so it's just like a random agent at uh, Archer's like farm or whatever the thing ISIS. is. Whatever we call it, agents. ISIS. This was before ISIS was a thing, so the yeah. Archer oh, was called. I ISIS. know. I bought my boyfriend a shirt that said ISIS before ISIS was a thing, and now he's like, I can't even wear this shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. Um, in a later season, after the guy left, the, they finally like, oh, hey, we need a character. So they used him and made it like a speaking role. So it's not the guy who designed him. But all of a sudden, Sam Enos' character, like, I think gets shot or something. Oh, is he the guy that gets <laughs> shot all the time and then, like, finally ends up dead? Like, I don't know if he gets shot all the time. I think he gets shot once. There's a recurring gag where a guy's always getting shot in the background. And, like, he's, the archer's always like, walk it off, man. <laughs> but the, the the guy who was accused for the Powerpuff Girls thing, like, like at Comic Con, like he was the one who signed my Powerpuff Girls poster with the with the with both his name and also it's he wrote "Can't wait for part two and he was referring to my uh, my <laughs> review video. of the Powerpuff video. He's out there. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, I mean, as someone who also works on a reboot, I think you kind of just have to take that kind of stuff with a grain of salt because. You know, yeah, it's um, like they, they they knew what they got themselves into. It's like working on the Death Star, you know, what you signed yeah. up for. I mean, like everyone, like like I knew, like as soon as like we got announced, like I was like, yeah, hmm. people are gonna be mad at us, but yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. but the thing is, is like, this is also like a, the the truest thing because I I love reading people like online. I, this is just like as someone who's. Because I, you know, I wasn't working in animation for a while, and now I am working in animation, and I'm also a fan of animation, and I, you know, am in fandoms and stuff, so, like, I get it, but, like, it's really fun to read stuff where people have no authority or no information, and they say things, because I'm like, man, more often than not, what the internet thinks as a collective is very much the opposite of, like, like, especially with popularity of shows, like the internet being angry that a show like Teen Titans Go is like the perfect example. Like people has being like, it's so terrible. Like why is it being made? And it's like so popular with kids. Like all kids love it. And I'm just like, 
man, the internet is always like wrong. I feel like if the internet hates your thing, it's probably really financially successful, which well, is really funny. It, it kind of depends. Like sometimes, sometimes it could be one way or the other. Like, you know, like Teen Titans Go is hated, but it's hated by like adults. But like a lot of kids yeah. really love it, the younger kids. So it kind of finds a market. It, no, it. It's it, almost like it's popular with its targeted demographic. Wow, what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people on the internet just forget that target demos exist. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 always really funny to me, especially when people like, I don't know, like, like people hate our show, but my ten year old cousin calls me up and he's like, Katrin, I saw your name in the credits and it was awesome and I love Ben and I want to turn into an alien and Aww. I'm like, cool, great. I'm like. I love that you love it, and he they, like they do, and all of his friends love it, and like he's like, they all think he's cool because like I work on it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I review something, I'm essentially thinking how I would review something, like, well, how I personally would like it or not. I'm like, I'm not gonna say yeah. like, ki- I don't like it, so kids shouldn't be allowed to watch this or this should be canceled because like, I mean, yeah. if if something like Teen Titans Go is successful, like obviously it's it's people are watching it, and I can't mm-hmm. just say. Well, how dare? Well, these kids don't know what they like. They need to like what I like. But people, you know, it, yeah. What God pan? Yeah. What are you, Mister? <laughs> but anyway, like <laughs> okay. people, people. Okay, wait, the wait, wait, entire time we're talking about this, I know, I know, I know, we're like trying not to talk about YouTubers and shit. But like, every, <laughs> like every every other like five minutes, when like uh, Kate Katrin's like, oh, you know, the fans barely know anything about this, but they have these opinions. It's like I, I keep thinking that's why I can't stand watching Mister Enter is that he 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 truly believes he knows the process and he says so many wrong oh. shit. My God, him. Okay, there's this. Oh, I don't know if I want to like call out YouTubers, but there's a, okay. There are a lot of animation review YouTubers who probably listen to your podcast. So I'm just gonna say, if you are an animation reviewer and you listen to the Pizza Party podcast and you don't know people who work in animation and you don't work in animation, you probably don't know what you're talking about because rude. Like, Fuck like, you, lady. Not, not you, not you, Pan. No. But like, because you know, you actually get no people, Pan. Like, no, include Pan. Include Pan. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. The reason I like your videos, because I started watching your videos a long time ago, and the reason I like your videos is because you'll usually have a good reason why you'll be like, well, maybe this is this. And you tend to be a lot more right or like understand how this business works than a lot of other people. Because I have seen like people who basically have these opinions and they like talk about it. And I'm like, you don't understand how business works. You don't understand how animation works. And you have like all these opinions and I'm like, and, it, and it's fine to have an opinion because I think like being critical and like reviewing shows is great. Like if you want to dislike a show and you have critical reasons for it, like that's fine. Like I don't have an issue with that. But like I more have an issue with them being like not understanding how the business of it works and being like, I don't understand why they're making these things because it's not making them any money. And I'm like, clearly if they're making it, it's making them money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, Can... like they're not going to keep renewing shows what, what, just because. Like how there's there's people who make these posts like how to make Cartoon Network great again and it's like yeah. air the old shows that have been existing forever and do this and do this and it's like it's all stuff very catered to that particular person yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and while it might be popular with the people that watch him because you know usually you tend to subscribe to people with similar opinions um, from the grand scheme of things just showing reruns of Scooby Doo and Bugs Bunny really doesn't entice a newer generation yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, in their defense, I know sacrilege, but I really don't want to watch Teen Titans go all the time. Okay, well, hang on. Well, in in their defense. Okay, yeah, yeah, but um, let me just say, like, 
reruns aren't profitable anymore. Like back in the '90s, like you could have a channel with a lot of reruns and stuff. Since there was no other way you could watch these shows, you couldn't stream them or watch them on DVD or any other way. But now you can, like, if you miss an episode, you can watch online with all these other streaming services or illegally or DVDs and stuff. So like. Just a channel you can't of reruns. Illegally because we have an industry person here, you Shh. fucking idiot. Wait, what? What? Nothing. We can't. <laughs> I, I don't. The care. Pizza Party podcast does not endorse illegal streaming. Yeah, but essentially that's how people. do I already it. got paid for the episode. I'm not paid for, for you watching it online illegally. So I don't care. No, <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I'm not. Don't watch things illegally, guys. Yes. I don't condone it. I'm just. I'm making a joke. I was. It was. It was yes. Guys, yes. guys, if you watch an episode legally, Rob Sorcher will come down here and kick Katrin's ass. What the fuck is actually, that? Actually, I have a really good question. Oh, I really might actually. Um, okay, so have you ever watched a show you worked on illegally? Or do you have like the the clips because you worked there? Oh, there's no yeah, there's no reason for me to watch it online illegally. If I, I mean, I to be honest, to be honest, like once you've seen it like as many times as I have, there's not really a a, a huge desire to go online and try and find the episode. And also, like <laughs> I have access to it if I needed to watch it. Yeah. Um, okay. So I just I just imagine a scenario where like, oh hey, I'll show you this thing. Uh, I I don't have the file with me. Kiss cartoon. Oh shit. Why are you guys so obsessed with trying to get Katrin into legal trouble, you fuckers? But, uh, I'm not trying to. I just thought it'd be a funny story. I need to finish my No, thingy. I mean, I've, I've never needed to. And it's funny, too, because, like, we recently, um, we had our premiere party recently. And um, it's, it's, so we're in a kind of a unique situation because we're airing internationally first and then, um, uh, and then in the U.S. And, uh, and then we had our premiere party, like, so much later after it had already been airing internationally. So um, by the time we had the premiere party and we watched the first episode again, I, re- I realized, like, sitting there, I was like, I can say the lines, like, mm-hmm. with the episode. Yeah. Because I've seen it so many times. Oh, man. By the time it comes out that I'm just like, wow. Like, and, like, I'm, I'm one of those people, which is also, like, really good for my job since I do work in production. And, like, I kind of have, like, a sponge brain where, like, I can just remember stuff really well. So I was just sitting there like, wow, I can't believe, like... I'm like, I can like quote all these lines from these episodes. And like, I last looked at it like, you know, a year ago yeah. or whatever. I was just like, damn. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I was, yeah. But to finish off, like, yes, yeah, st- uh, reruns don't do well anymore. Like, so having a channel of just like, oh yeah, the nineties are back channel. Like, unless it's like yeah. at 12 AM when no one cares, like you can't really have a big, well, I mean, look what boomerang is for though. Cause like Bo- boomerang, boomerang shows like really a lot of error as many reruns anymore. Just, it's oh, just, really? see, I don't, I don't even know. I don't have cable, guys. Yeah. Well, like, well, yeah. similar that's to... A, I guess that's an, I guess you do raise a good point, Pan, in that, yeah, reruns are kind of irrelevant in the digital age. Yeah. But, um... That be, I guess that begs the question, though. It, it's eventually... People are going to stop watching TV eventually, you know? Yeah, so, eventually. Definitely, Well, yeah. I don't think it'll What's go away happen? completely, but I think, like, people... I've, I've, I, yeah. I think streaming I mean, will eventually take over for a big for a new generation. Yeah. Because you know what I really want right now oh. is I want a pizza. <laughs> I I kind of miss being able to just turn on something and not having control of what I watch a little bit. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, if I want to watch Teen Titans Go, I can just turn on Cartoon Network because it's always on. But, like, uh, I miss having that channel flipping experience because, like, I sometimes watch episodes out of order randomly on Netflix just yeah. to give that sensation of, like, oh, randomly yeah. watching syndication. This is – um. Uh, I, I wanted to say something about uh, that I remembered, and I should have said this at the beginning, but I'll say it now. 
because uh, I'm on this podcast as me, an individual, and not as a representative of where. So my opinions are my and mine alone, kind of blah blah blah. Um, so I forgot to say that earlier because I, yeah. But anyways, um, I'm a big actually proprietor of cord cutting because like as much as I do like you know watching cable, I I can't justify like the cost of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think oh, yeah, like. Like, I, I mean, I get there's some internet TV services now. I haven't actually used any of them where you can, like, buy, like, a package or whatever. But, like, I, I'm i I'm very pro, like, going into the new media era of, like, we don't have cable anymore and you can just watch what you want to watch. And I love, like, you know, how DreamWorks is doing it with Netflix and, like, just, like, you know, like, Trollhunters and Voltron just, like, dropping them and you can watch like, a whole season at one go. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of that just because, like, um, it's, yeah. like, I don't know, it's cheaper and everybody gets what they want yeah and cable companies are kind of starting to panic now because nobody wants cable anymore because depending on the area for example when i moved here to north carolina we only had a time warner cable which is now synergy i think and eventually um me and my dad just realized well we don't watch tv anymore so let's just get rid of cable and Mm -hmm. he installed an antenna just so he could watch the news and sports and that works great for him because he doesn't have to pay anything now yeah and Cable companies are now realizing, oh, shit, well, we have to remake the profit somewhere. So now they're going after net neutrality, which is really worrisome. And hmm. we have to keep calling our fucking representatives over this fucking shit every other month. <laughs> yeah. Which is annoying because uh, they, 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 they're constantly pushing it. And, and then um, it just is getting ridiculous. Hey. They keep... Yeah. Has anyone actually like called the representative? Like, what happens when they answer? You're like, yeah, I. It's know. an answering machine. Yeah, no, they never answer. Oh, they okay. It's an answering machine. Shit, I thought it's, it's actually. I thought we were like bothering them. Like, no, 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 no. It's actually pretty great. It's like the system. I think because it, it, you know, it, they need a volume of calls, and a lot of the times with those things, you can usually find like a website. I can't think of any right now, but like usually there's like there'll be like a website, and um, they'll be like, here's the number of your representative. You like put in your like zip code or whatever. And then you call your representative and then usually they'll have like a little like paragraph that you just like read like, hello, this is blah, blah, blah. I'm calling about this issue and I want to, this is my opinion on it or like whatever they say, like, please vote for this or don't vote for this, you know, vote yay or nay or whatever. Um, and you just like read it and it's like, you know, but it's good because then you get like, an, like they see like, oh, I'm getting like so many calls about this issue. So I should care because it's what my constituents want, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Some, but some some don't care, and then they get voted out of office, and then they become hobos. Oh. Yeah, like Paul Ryan, he doesn't care. He turned off his thing. <laughs> like I, I can't remember what the issue was, but he turned off his like call thing, so you like couldn't call him anymore, and like about issues. Ugh, what a dick. Don't know who that yeah, is, but awesome. hey, yeah, he's the speaker of the house. Yeah. Basically, know. net neutrality is important, kids. If um if you want to be able to keep watching Netflix yeah. and other shit and not have to be paid fast lanes, mm-hmm. call your representative. I don't, I'm, I barely, I'm having trouble remembering the exact information I admit. I'm still yeah. working off the hangout. Uh, but that... it's important. But also, like, going way back, like, I just want to say, like, I'm not reviewing, like, people will always use the argument, going back to Teen Titans Go, about, like, it's only successful because that's all they play. It's like, they don't, kids don't watch it just because it's on TV. If I mean, there's other channels. Like, if you have Cartoon Network, you're bound to have Nickelodeon and stuff. Like, they don't just... There's a reason why they're playing that over and over again. Because otherwise, if they wanted a show to be successful, they would just have to play it a lot. But and, but this gets a this gets okay. enough viewers that kids are watching it. I also think, too, this is, like, something that I was thinking about the other day when I was at the gym. Because, uh, I you know, I noticed that there was, like, a lot of, you know, 
and that kind of stuff on TV. Like, kids are at school. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I feel like if something's going to be on for, like, eight hours during the middle of the day, it's probably going to be kids that are homesick. Like, I remember Blue's Clues used to be on <laughs> all the time on Nickelodeon. And the reason I remember this is because every time I get sick, um, I would watch Blue's Clues all day long because it was, like, the only thing on Nickelodeon all day. It was, like, on all day long. And then, like, finally at, like, 2 o'clock, they'd start showing other stuff. You know what I mean? Spencer is just in the freaking Skype chat. Oh, Spencer, let's ask him. Spencer, we're recording a podcast <laughs> with Katrin. You want to join us? <laughs> you uh, you can ask him. <laughs> right now. I just hung out with him yesterday. <laughs> Surprise guest appearance. Uh, no, it's, it's He's Spencer. playing D&D. He's playing D&D. Yeah. Okay. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> Next bit of news. I, I, I've been really into Dungeons and Dragons because uh, the adventure zone. I got kicked out. My uh, my, my friend Fluffu, she was just like, you know what, Pan, you're not funny. Get the fuck out. And I was kicked out like the, our first game, like 10 minutes in. Sad. Anyway, so news. Hey. Look, guys, saying waffles over and over isn't funny. It's annoying. Please stop. Waffles, waffles, waffles. Waffles, waffles, waffles. Remember those DC superhero girls that uh sort of you know it's like this Flash cartoon online by Warner Brothers about like all these DC superhero girls and they go to high school together. Yeah, I had some friends that worked on that. Well, it turns out like Lauren Faust is gonna be making gonna be working on a 2018 TV series for that a complete overhaul like for Ooh. TV. As Lauren Faust is working on it, uh, she slowly turns around and sees Craig in the corner and he says, "You've betrayed us, Lauren." <laughs> you went back you went back to the people who threw us out like trash yeah and lauren says listen honey i need to make money and craig just hisses and goes under his uh powerpuff girls painted rock <laughs> oh. so wait um is it a rehaul like art design they, or is it because I, I assume i don't know they, it would be the same i, I recall lauren Foss saying that it'd be a completely different show like a, essentially okay, a reboot cause... Uh, I guess it's... Oh, great, another reboot. Well, Good it's its own canon, so whatever, you know, I'm sure the... Not right, well, Star gets Warner Brothers. You know, it's like... It is it's essentially, 2018. It's essentially so, like, like Monster High, so where they, like, just start fresh with a new design and just, like, Ghoulia's missing for some reason. That's what I was going to say was, like, uh, with it being 2018, that's enough time for the current toys to be out and mm-hmm. done and put in clearance. Because oh. that was the only thing I was worried about was, like, well, they have toys out, why would they change the art style when they already have a brand out, you know? Yeah. We'll yeah. see, but yeah, Monster High, please bring bring back Ghoulia. We're, we're, we no one her. cares about Monster High. Shut up! Oh, oh hey, huh. uh, this is so random, but I have a story, a friend who's a board artist who was a board artist on Monster High, and you should probably, you could have her on your oh, podcast, bye. probably. Oh, God. She likes no. Monster High so much. Can she explain mm. what happened to Ghoulia? I don't know anything about Monster High. Damn. Katrin, Katrin, you know Pan enough. Like, do you really want to put someone that works on that show just for Pan to talk about the underage girls? <laughs> no, they're not. I feel like I feel like Kelly can hold her own. She probably No, hang on. Draculaura is 118. Or was that Mavis? Shit. Anyway, hey, other news. JG. Close Wait. enough. Shut Katrin. up, shut up, shut up. In, instead of instead of satisfying Pan's fantasies, <laughs> what do I have to do to get Grandpa Max wrapped on the show? God damn it! 
Chop, chop. That was I a joke. No oh, Man, there's so many opportunities for rappings with Spider Monkey. Spider Monkey's not in our show. What? I know, but I mean, like, in the Kate old Trent. show. Put him back. He was not. <laughs> I don't have any control. Put that back over where it came from or so help me. Dun, 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 dun. Mr. Enter. What? Huh? If you work on this show, you basically control every aspect of it according to Mr. Enter and everybody else. Shit. I don't have control over anything. I just, like, help with stuff. A likely story. Damn. You can't, like, you know, do a sketch, slip it underneath someone's, like, door. I mean, I could, and then they go, Katrin, why did you draw this and put it under my door? And then it would probably end up in the trash. Oh, no, no, but that's really fun. That's really funny to me because I just picture Katrin like slipping a storyboard written on a napkin under the door, and it's like done in crayon, and it's like Ben fighting uh, um, Godzilla, and they're like, Katrin, we don't own Godzilla. We can't do this. And uh, guys, straight up, I have like made jokes to people and been like, we should do this, and like literally, like. People who are very high up in the show and they've literally laughed and be like, ha, 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 oh, Katrin. Oh. And that's, that's, that, that happens a lot. So, oh, like, Kate, I, oh, Katrin, who lets you out of your cage? Basically, I just, I, I hide in my hole and I <laughs> get back in your cage. And I, and I, and I build animatics and we'll, I, and we'll, I cry. We'll leave a nice scrap of ham in your cage this time. I'm joking. I actually, I love my job. It's fun. You just, you, 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 network. you work on your job at like a little hamster cage and you have like a little water thing for the hamsters to yep. drink from. That's me. Yeah. I, I, I run. So I have to run to power my computer. So oh. like my hamster, go, like the energy goes and then that's, that's how I. That's I'm, KND I'm, two by four technology. But I wanted to talk about the next, the final bit of news. Um, so JG Quintel, the creator of Regular Show, uh, Regular Show, is that hyper fetish? We know we don't. That is not true. Alleged, alleged. Okay, but JG Quintel, the creator of Regular Show, yeah, he moved on to he's producing a new show for TBS, and there's some screenshots. But essentially, it's oh, called cool. Close Enough. Close Enough is a <laughs> surreal take on transitioning from twenty something to thirty something. The show centers on a marriage of the marriage couple, a married couple juggle juggling everyday challenges such as parenthood, friendship, ham theft. Stripper clowns and choosing the right daycare. Who is playing Mario 64? It's no one. What's going on? What just Hello? happened? You were playing Mario 64? I turned off my mic. What the fuck? What was that? Can you hear me? You yeah, didn't. You, you. you were you were listening to the Dar Dire Doc song and you were laughing really creepily. <laughs> I turned off my mic. What the fuck? Well, it was a ghost. But anyway. We all heard you. But yeah. I clicked the mic thing on Discord. We're on Skype, Nolan. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, this show. So that's staying in, isn't it? Yes. But this show oh, is pretty interesting. Okay. I'm interested in this show. Like, the screenshots look exactly like a regular show. But um, with J.G. Quintel's self-insert, but like, uh, it, it, I like how it's now about 30-somethings, whereas regular show was about 20-somethings, so that'll be interesting. I kind of, I think it'll be something like that show Baby Blues, if anyone remembers that on Adult Swim. Oh, yeah, that was a cute show. I like that yeah, show. Yeah, it only lasted 13 episodes, and one of those Warner Brothers bought 13 episodes of and abandoned, sadly. Aww. So the, the new show, um, Close Enough, I saw like a eight seconds of footage from it. 
Is it just me or is it JT Quintel the main character? Yeah, like if you, you know in two in the AMPM, his college short that was him. That that that's him in this show. And there, if you notice in some episodes of regular show, it's that same background character that looks close to JG in the background. So it's him. So maybe he'll be preying on Blossom one episode. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. But yeah, you guys want to get into the questions to end off on? Scott Pilgrim, prepare to feel the wrath of the League of Evil Exes. What? You don't know about the League? Coming to kill you, controlling the future of Ramona's love life? No. Oh, hey, don't worry about it. Really? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim versus the world, rated PG-13. I want to take them apart. Questions. If anybody has a question, be sure to leave your question in the YouTube comments of this YouTube video. And be sure to start out with the word question so it's easy easier to find and our first question is from uh hmm link mcleod question what's your favorite more style over substance film animated or not grindhouse yeah oh, that's, a good one. that's a fun one that's zoe's favorite movie uh planet terror scott pilgrim i guess well, oh it, was, good too. it had some substance no i know i'm i know i know it had substance but like compared to the book it was pretty bare bones but the mm. style made up for it in states like it's exactly how scott pilgrim would be as a movie yeah because some fans are um, like mixed like if they like the movie or not like maybe it could have worked as tomb films but i like what we got same i uh, like captain underpants <laughs> captain underpants is a very substance movie my friend i assume i assume so i just wanted to make a joke oh i was gonna say i have one um i don't know if you guys have seen it uh rock and roll uh, yeah, all those. Yeah, that's shit's fucking crazy. So that movie looks. It looks like amazing. Like even now, it looks so good. But it's, yeah. I'm still like, and the music's good. But I'm still like, what? What happened? <laughs> what was the plot of this movie? I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> I, I get the same feeling from a lot of uh, like Studio Gynax or Trigger uh, animations. Yeah. Like uh, if you if anyone's seen Dead Leaves, it's just this big fucking crazy ass anime from the director of Panty and Stocking and Kill a Kill. Mm-hmm. Dead Leaves. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I watched it once, and I was like, well, it's done. And I don't remember a single thing that happened, but it was cool. I also kind of feel that way about, like, Titan AE and Atlantis. I mean, I think their stories are still pretty decent, but I think, like, the visuals of that movie, like, the movies aren't, like, the, the plots aren't, like, anything new or interesting, but the way they look is, like, really good. Yeah. Uh, I got one. Interstellar 5555. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a music video. Oh, yeah. 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 It's just a giant music video, Pretty but it's much. super good. Oh, yeah. Huh, style. Well, I would like Sucker Punch, but I don't know. After a while, it just became boring and just like, this is, these locations are all the same. What a mm. disaster. <laughs> Zack Snyder's a fucking hack. But anyway, uh, let's see. JT Perez, what's your favorite Gorillaz song or music video? And which of you, which of your favorite Gorillaz album? I don't keep track of albums, but uh, going into my... Uh, iTunes, what's the most played gorilla song? Uh, let's see, I have Clint Eastwood, Fi Life Cypher okay. Remix, 19, 2000, Rock the House, what was it El Manana? Uh, crap. I love Rock. Rock the House is still like one of my all time favorite songs. That's such a good house. Mm-hmm. Like, such a good song. Yeah. Such a good house. Like, one of the newer ones that a lot of people seem to hate is Hallelujah Money. I don't know. I, so, something about it I really like, just like how creepily it is. Hmm. I really like Ghost. Ghost Zoinks. Wait, wait, wait. Like yeah. Zoinks. Like. No, that music video was that music video was pretty cool too. Like Zoinks, man. There's a ghost in the shell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I really like. I mean, I, I I was really impressed with um Saturn's bars when that came out, and then yeah. um, uh, I think my favorite song though still was Phil Good Ink. Mm-hmm. I classic. mixed. I intentionally mixed up Gorillas with Mystery Skulls, and none of you got mad. I'm disappointed. I set you guys up for yeah. A good I was joke. confused, like Ghost. I never, what I, what Gorillas song was that? I, you know, it's funny because you said Ghost, and I thought Mystery Skulls has a song called Ghost, but I hadn't heard of Gorillas. But I also can't. I'm not gonna sit here and claim I've heard every Gorillas song. So yeah, <laughs> it's like what Ghost? Which one's that? I was like, I don't, that sounds Dude, like Gorillas. Mystery song, Skulls whatever. is so such a good band, though, man. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. Moral question: Is it wrong to fuck Noodle? Um, I mean, she's, now, over, she's now. over tea now. Yeah. Anyway, hey, um, listen, never mind. Again, <laughs> you pay lost interest. Oh, she's eighteen. <laughs> no, wait, Ugh. that's not what I meant. No, I don't, I don't understand why we have. Never mind. Go on. No, you finish. You fucking finish. <sighs> finish it. Finish it. Finish it. From evil. I don't. Do you have a favorite visuals for the? I mean, like a music video? Because I think I don't. know, I like nineteen two thousand, but because it's just mm-hmm. them driving oh, through a you, highway. But go on. Where's that Stylo? Prozac? Huh? Do you remember the band Prozac? Uh-oh. They did the, uh oh. Simon and Milo. To get a clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they? Aren't they back? Uh, no. I, I, I swear they 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 made a comeback. Simon and Milo, these this other animated band nobody cares about, and their only notable thing is that they were in a Disney Extreme Skate Adventure. Were they? Simon and Milo, they were part of Prozac, I believe. Well, they're okay. So they're originally Prozac, a uh, I think Canadian band. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they got brought over. They got like a deal with Disney to do the theme song to get a clue. Uh, Lindsay Lohan TV movie. Yeah. And when they did that, they rebranded them to make them more appealing in America. And so it was no longer Prozac. It was Simon and Milo, uh, the, the characters' names. And the it's basically they have an ongoing story about Simon and Milo used to be enemies, but somehow are now immortal until Simon can find true love. <laughs> so when he gets laid, he fucking dies? It's not get laid, find true love. Okay. He has sex all the time. Shit. Well, I, I guess it's meaningless then. He's not you, Pan. Oh. And and uh, so like every song is basically that. And then the, he rebooted it again, back to Prozac, and it's called Cruel Cruel World, where uh, it's all black and white. And they gave uh, one of the characters was like notorious for not having a neck. Mm-hmm. He floated. And all of a sudden, now he has a neck. What? And they they fucking sold and, out. They did, they did, and it's like all depressing music instead of happy. It's it's weird, I but yeah, they, no, it's I, not bad. I thought since his head floats and he doesn't have a neck, uh, I I thought it would be like some sort of I don't know tragic story about how he got guillotined at some point, but no, I guess that that idea is too good for them. Oh well. All right, but next question. James Vixen says, question, do you prefer Mario or Sonic? What do you Mario. think? <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, Mario. Care. Fuck off. Oh, I, I well, well, okay. Mario probably for game. Sonic for, like, the old original animated show, but... 
I never really played any of the Sonic games, so. Mm. Sorry, Nolan. Well, I like exploring as Mario at my own pace. You know, I love 3D platformers, and I'm glad, like, you know, there's three of them. You know, you got right now, three of them right now. You got the upcoming Mario one, and you got Ukulele, and I'm sure there's a third one, uh, Hat in Time, and that's it. So, you know, platformers are coming back. Just wait, you know. They just gotta be better games. Because we already know Odyssey's probably gonna be good. Yeah. Ukulele is mixed. Yeah, I heard it was it, okay. Uh, I still wanna play it though. It, it's. Uh, I haven't got a chance to play it, but I've watched enough reviews about it. I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting to get a Switch and to get a Switch version of it. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, all right. Well, it's just one of those things where I pre ordered for the Wii U and then all yeah. of a sudden. Oh, fuck. You know. Have you tried contacting them saying, hey, I pre ordered for the Wii U? Do I not get a Switch? I, they, they sent they sent a thing and you got an option to either get a refund, switch to another. It was, it was refund, switch to Steam, or uh, wait until the the switch comes out. Okay, so I'm just waiting. Uh, but anyways, the the big issue with the game is that like it 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 gets a lot of the the idea of Banjo Kazooie right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you look at it, you're like, okay, this feels like a Banjo Kazooie game. The problem is there's a lot of mechanical things, like something as simple as remember in Banjo Kazooie they had the, the the music notes, yeah, and they lined them up to like make you want to go in certain areas. Uh-huh. Well, mm-hmm. in ukulele, their their version of it quills are just randomly placed. Some of them are hidden, like um, it, it's just it's they're they're not paths. Like that's such a simple thing that we don't think about, but that's such a core part of the mechanic of the game, and it's completely messed up. So. <laughs> Wow. I don't know. Um, it's a, a bunch of people that haven't worked on a 3D platformer in like 10 years, all of a sudden working on a 3D platformer, and they forgot some things. What, what is this? You, you, 3D? No, never mind. Another Sonic question. Juju Aru question. If if you, Sega, was to bring back Chow Gardens, how would you want it to be? A part of a Sonic game or its own digital mobile app? What would you want to, the Chow to do with... Digital mobile app, so I don't have to deal with that fucking crap. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun as like a, its own app. It just sounds like an app at this point. Yeah, like uh, I mean, the Chow Garden from Sonic Adventure, like that came out at the time of Tamagotchis were huge. So, you know, no one really does that anymore. <laughs> um, you know, in retrospect, the the Magikarp Jump game that just recently came out is essentially a Chow Garden. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? The Magic Carp? Oh, I, yeah. I heard there's some Magic Carp Pokemon app that came out. That's what it is. Like, it a... looks cute, but I haven't played it yet. It's cute, but it's awful. Like, it's super boring and repetitive. There's nothing appealing about it. But here I am at level 37. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently there is. Relatable. Relatable. Uh, I mean, it. It. The, my biggest problem with it is that like, you you have to train. Your Magic Carp has a cap based off your rank. So, like, I'm ranked 37, so my Magikarp at most can be level 47. Which means I have to run him through the league, mm-hmm. the trainer thing, even though I know he's going to lose. Uh-huh. Because he's not strong enough. And I have to keep raising them to max until eventually my rank goes up, and then I can have a stronger one. Hmm. It's, it's I don't know, it, it's not well done. There's a lot of flaws to it, but here I am. Yeah. <laughs> playing it as we speak. Apparently it works, so they don't, they don't have to improve but Justin, Dustin Noah says, question, if the members of System of a Down were forced to save the world, would they be called the Self-Righteous Suicide Squad? <gasps> I love that question. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. I don't, I don't fucking get that joke. Oh, it's from the, you, you never heard of the song like so uh, precious to the Father Father The only the only system of the down song. I, I love I love System of the Down like a lot. I, <laughs> I only know the album with violent pornography. That's the only one I know. That is also a great song. You know, Nolan, it's, it's the song that goes, I cry when angels deserve to die. That one. That's the song. You know? Nolan? It's called, it's called Self-Registered Act. Yeah. Okay. Nolan. Next oh, no, question. Right? Come back. Arms for men's question. What's your favorite depiction of God in a cartoon? Um, oh. The Simpsons, I guess, comes to mind immediately. I was going to say the Jesus uh, Buddha anime where they're roommates. <laughs> that... Well, that's not God. It's not God, technically. In but some it's religions, like my... yeah, possibly. I'm not sure about these things. But it's it's such, it's so fun. There's like this episode where they're in a bath and there's like a Yakuza and he's talking about his like stigmatas and he's like, oh yeah, like like my people did this to me and he's like your people what did you do and then he's like like it's just the whole thing where he's talking about like getting resurrected and the yakuza thinks he's like a big badass who like fucking got beat and he like came back and was like i'm back bitches <laughs> the yakuza are like this dude's so hardcore oh shit it's really funny okay well there's anyway. obvious there's also the uh depiction of god in uh futurama if anyone remember that great episode no one's seen this. Was episode? there Adult Swim? Huh? I I probably I've seen every episode of Futurama. I just don't remember it. It was the one where Bender gets stranded out in space, and then um, like, oh yeah, where Bender has like a a whole like uh, civilization in his butt. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was a good ep. I mean, <laughs> that was a good religious episode. I mean, crap, I forgot. But he had that. God had had that scene where he said, "If you." If you do something right, no one would know if you did something at all. You know? I can't explain yeah. it, but you know. It, it it was a good episode. Yeah, but... Wasn't there an Adult Swim show about um, a guy being talked to by the devil and God? Um, that was... Uh, crap, what was it called? Um, Lucy, the daughter of the devil. I know this because the girl was hot, but I don't know. That's not it. <laughs> Shit. Um, it's like God, Devil, and Bob. Or oh, something. oh, that's actually like a uh, an ABC Family show that came out a long ass time ago, but it got canceled because people were like, "You can't have this in 2001." Like now, they could likely do this on Adult Swim, but in, on primetime TV, he's like, "Hell no." Yeah, but God, Devil, and the Bob. That was a, yeah. It only lasted 13 episodes, and it was just this guy who was in charge of. Hey, I'm God. I have to determine if i should like wipe out all of earth or not and i'm gonna depend on you or something you know you know so mm-hmm. is this the end of the podcast i'm fan pizza who are you people he didn't let us answer oh well you didn't no one said anything what's the answer no you go is this the end of the podcast i'm pan pizza who are you people like there was no pause <laughs> i don't fucking know well is oh. this the end of the podcast Hey, did you guys know that um, 
for like one Sonic game, Dr. Eggman looked like a real human being and it fucked everyone up. You mean Sonic 06? Yeah. Just Sonic cool. It's not it's not exactly something we can forget, Nolan. That's pretty just ingrained in our minds. He had a bulge. He had a bulge. It was just like, why did they do that to, so- to Dr. Eggman? You kind of sounded like the Sonic from the, uh, or not Sonic, the Eggman from Sonic OVA, the movie. Ew. I love that OVA. Ew. Yeah, like when he did that yelling, he kind of sounded like him. <laughs> yeah, that movie sucked. But I guess this No, it didn't. You suck. Shut up, Tails. Oh, we have a question for me. It says, hang on, where... Question. Oh my god, and the- Gabby Seven. What are Emily and Stephanie's favorite animes? Oh my gosh, I like Sword Art Online and Attack on Titan. It's so epic. Uh, hey everybody. in the Naruto clan. Yeah, there. Um, you guys can go over and get an autograph from him. Okay. Uh, the Pan Pizza. Um, subscribe. Uh, the next video is gonna be. Uh, Top five cartoons. Goodbye, every pony. Bye. When I was at a convention, Pan was nice enough to buy me a bunch of ninja stars. Bye. Bye. I hurt myself with one, but bye. Are we done? Fuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interrupted Stephanie's story. Who cares? Stephanie sucks. Oh. <laughs>